Welcome to the Book Basement, a podcast where I, Santi, talk about books five times a week. On Mondays, you can expect a longer interview, book review, or other book-related content. The rest of the weekdays, I share a book what I found and break down its meaning. Join me and learn more about books and their meanings and get some reading recommendations along the way. Let's get right into the episode. Welcome to Book Review Monday. Today we're going to be uncovering the secrets of the book Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste and G. There are no spoilers in this book review and I'll start by reading the blurb on the back and then giving you my rating on what I liked about this particular book. With that said, here is the back of the book, also known as the blurb of Little Fires Everywhere. In Shaker Heights, a placid progressive suburb of Cleveland, everything is planned. From the layout of the winding roads, to the colors of the houses, to the successful lives its residents will go on to lead. And no one embodies the spirit more than Elena Richardson, whose guiding principle is playing by these rules. Enter Mia Warren, an enigmatic artist and single mother, who arrives in this idyllic bubble with her teenage daughter, Pearl, and a disregard for the status quo that threatens to upend this carefully ordered community. Suspicious of Mia and her motives, Elena is determined to uncover the secrets in Mia's past, but her obsession will come at an unexpected and devastating cost. Little Fires Everywhere explores the weight of secrets, the nature of art and identity, and the ferocious pull of motherhood, and the dangers of believing that following the rules can avert disaster. Wow, let me start off by saying I loved this book. It was such an amazing story, and here are some of the things that I absolutely liked about it. Just a quick preface, this book mentions heavy topics, so I recommend looking at the trigger warnings for this book. Let's start off by talking about the ambiance of this book, because it is so, it is, it, it's palpable, the setting of this book. They are illustrated with immense vividity, so you can almost imagine that you're there and you are experiencing the same things that the characters are. The author is really good at putting you in the environment that the characters are set in, and it's really hard to find yourself in a scene where you don't know exactly like the layout of the place that you find yourself in. I found that many books are very nondescript about the um, their setting and when they're placed. This book is quite the opposite. It is very descriptive in its setting, and in every single little detail you feel you it's pointed out in a way that you know what's happening in a way that you feel very immersed in the active story and very immersed in the setting of the book. And I also love the way that the characters in this book are all interconnected. And this is also something that you can see all throughout the book, although it comes more together at the end. Uh, they introduce these characters one at a time as part of a, a big buildup and as a part of a sort of family uh, kind of dynamic. And then as the book progresses, the characters slowly start becoming more unified and they slowly start sort of becoming uh, a bigger part of the plot as a combined thing. <laughs> and the investigating portion of this book is also amazing. Elena, the character looking into Mia's life, is a journalist. So we get to see the process as the details reveal themselves. And you'll never expect the twists and turns that this book takes. And even though heavy topics are never easy to discuss, this book brings them out in such a manner where they don't seem forced. Many novels try to force themselves upon these heavier topics. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. 
spreading awareness to such topics is just as important as communicating them in an effective manner. But this book does both. It both communicates them in a way that makes you know how troubling and how truly wrenching these feelings are upon the people that experience them. But it also combines it in a way where you feel as if it's just part of the natural flow of the book and it isn't a forced manner and it isn't a sort of way that you feel the author only did it to include such topics. And the heartbreaking moments in the story are just genuinely shattering. The emotion that the author can convey is unparalleled to many of the other books I've read. Uh, Also talking about the characters, they aren't two-dimensional. Each character serves a purpose and conveys a piece to the missing puzzle. As all their stories are intertwined, as I mentioned before, you find yourself guessing. And in this book, my guesses were always wrong. There was never once where I think I accurately guessed where the book was going and what the role in the story was, how it plays out, and what they're going to do to drive the story forward. And this book starts in a very particular way. It starts off by giving you the end scene, which many think is sort of a a dull way to start a book because you start with the climax, and this book starts with a climactic moment, but it doesn't start with the actual climax itself. It starts with a scene that is very vivid, and it already hooks you in from the beginning, so you're already incredibly invested in the story, and you're already aware that it had it has a big revealing conclusion. So you know that the events that the characters and the things that the characters do inside the book matters since they're going to build up to this grandiose kind of event. Since the beginning, since um, the illustrating scene, well, the beginning scene, not the illustrating scene, the beginning scene, and this isn't much of a spoiler because it's literally in the first couple of pages, the characters stand in front of their burning house. And just that scene is... It's so just vivid and it's so beautifully written that from the beginning you're already guessing. You're already putting the puzzle pieces together in your mind as to who did this and what characteristics play into what happened in the end scene. You start sort of psychoanalyzing the characters as you go along and you start tying in their personality traits and their characteristics to how they could have contributed to the end scene of the book, since you already know what that is. It doesn't ruin the book, it doesn't spoil the ending, it does the opposite. By revealing this intense and captivating scene, you are looking forward to the resolution, you're looking for the answer to your questions. The beginning scene is only the consequence of the other incredibly detailed and well-strung-together plot points that make the story more interesting, and by revealing the end, you are only more trapped, trapped in the guessing game which is what I said before, from the beginning you start guessing already and that just makes the story oh so much more fun. And also, the story does a great job at combining multiple elements and it does so one by one by combining mystery with dramatic revelations, a touch of romance, you get the full I can't stop reading experience. Basically, this book has a little bit for everybody. It has a, so I wouldn't call it a rom. no, yeah, it does have a romance plot. And it does also have a tragic, sad, and like mysterious vibe to it. It also has an, uh, a true crime perspective to it. So if you're into true crime, you're also probably going to enjoy this book and what it brings to the table. And I could talk about this book forever. I like it so, so much. It, it is a very, very good book. So much so that there are so, so, so many plot lines that keep you at edge. You're never certain of how one of them is going to end. You're never sure how it'll end 
or if it'll end how you want it to. And in my case, it sure as hell didn't happen the way that I thought it was going to happen. And by revealing something about the characters, and the book does this, it reveals slow, incremental details about the characters. You just start adding more pieces to the ever-growing jigsaw puzzle. And there are so there's so much symbolism in this book. Uh, when you notice it, it makes you feel clever. There are so many different illustrations for what the characters are feeling, which are left to interpretation. Some of the worst parts of literature is when uh, the author spoon feeds you information and you don't get to find it out about the character. And I find that a lot of uh, fiction books are very spoon-fed and that they give you the characteristics of the characters when you could have found a more clever way to interwine them with the story. But uh, NG does an amazing job at revealing the characteristics of the characters through a way that is natural and progressive through the course of the book. And it's not just like, oh, here's Martha. She's happy, sad, and she likes blueberries. No, it's a very... uh, You get to discover what the characters are like through reading about them, not through being spoon-fed these sort of basic characteristics that you would have found out anyway. The author does a really good job at slowly revealing these uh, incremental changes of the characters. And it's such an interesting way to go about executing this. (laughs) And the title, Little Fires Everywhere, makes sense in a metaphorical aspect as it um it represents the numerous different plot lines that are going on in the book at any given time you see that there are like there's like four different plot lines going at a time in this book and each one of them is just absolutely gripping what most interested me about this book in general was its investigative nature i really liked uh going through Uh, the eyes of Elena and her jealous and sort of, uh, yeah, she's jealous of what some of the characters are experiencing and the fact that she wasn't able to do these things when she was in the position that the characters in the book are. She has envy and jealousy towards these characters since they are living the life that she wants to live, that they are experiencing what she thought was too dangerous to pursue. So you can see those emotions and how they tangle the pages of the book and how they provoke so much drama and how we sort of get the perspective of this envious woman who is just so desperate to completely destroy both the reputation and life of this other woman. And then at the end of the book, you just get this really nice resolution that shows that although one of the characters still has spite and like uh, is holding a grudge against the other character, one of them has moved on and is living a more free and care careless life which may not be a good thing but if you're looking at it, if if you're looking at it through the perspective of the characters of the book you find out that maybe just having a characteristic adverse to that of what the less happy characters in the book is is a good thing inherently yeah that is my little uh rambling on about this book now i want to share some of my favorite quotes from the book and they go as following The first one is, she had learned that when people are bent on doing something that they believed was a good deed, it was usually impossible to dissuade them. The other one is, outside in the world, volcanoes erupted, governments rose and collapsed, and bartered for hostages. 
rockets exploded, walls fell. But in Shaker Heights, things were peaceful, and the riots and bombs and earthquakes were quiet thumps, muffled by distance. Another quote goes, Did you have to burn down the old to make way for the new? The carpet at her feet was soft, the sofa beneath her was patterned with roses. Outside, a morning dove cooed from the bird feeder, and a Cadillac Cadillac glided to a dignified stop in the corner. She wondered which was the real world. Chaos for everyone. You can't just do what you want, she thought. Why should Mia get to when no one else did? I'm expecting great things from you. Her use of the present tense, as if this were just an ordinary goodbye, as if she, Pauline, had every expectation of watching Mia's career unfurl before her over decades, penned Mia's voice in her throat. So my final thoughts of this book, who is it for? I feel that this book has something for everybody. If you're interested in investigative journalism, you're going to like this book. If you're interested in true crime, you're going to like this book. If you're interested in mystery, you're going to like this book. If you're interested in a combination of all of those, and you're interested in the story that interwines both romance, tragedy, uh, sadness, uh, mystery, thrilling aspects to it, then you're going to absolutely love this book. This book reminds me of, I don't know, I feel like this book is quite a unique experience. Although, looking back, it reminds me of some of the more deep, I guess, uh, storylines that I've read before. Its writing style reminds me of Raymond Carver, uh, his book, What We Talk About When We Talk About Love. (laughs) Maybe that's just because their covers are similar, but I do find that her writing style is really interesting and it's very descriptive, as I said before. And what vibe does this book give? If I had to describe it, it would be kind of like a, a dystopian future where everything is absolutely perfect. There's not a single flaw in the system. And every sort of, every home is a perfect little square with its perfect little garden and its perfect little people that live inside their perfect little life, but with a dark undertone. So imagine a sort of (laughs) prospering suburb with a, a sort of night and gloomy feel to it. That's what this book felt to me. And then the mystery aspects to it is just like a, a really envious and pissed off journalist trying to ruin the life of someone else and using the skills at her disposal to do so effectively. But yeah, that was my review of Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste NG. It was a five-star book, in my opinion. Uh, Not much was missing from this book. It was a really nice experience reading it. And I feel like you're going to enjoy it too. So if you're interested in reading this book, there's going to be a link to it in the show notes below. I hope you like it. I really did like it. Uh, make sure if you did read it from this from this podcast or if you have read it already, uh, leave a comment on my Instagram or send me a message on Instagram. It's the book basement pod. That is P-O-D. Uh, leave me a comment. Send me a message and I'll I'll read your your thoughts on this book. I sure did love it. And I'm sure that you're going to like it, too. If you're interested in mystery books and sort of thriller movies, then you're going to love it. And I hope you feel the same way I felt about this because I really enjoyed this book. Anyways, thank you for listening to my voice for 20 minutes. I hope you're having a lovely day and I hope the rest of your day is just as amazing. Thank you for listening to Book Review Monday 
a book basement episode. Thank you for dedicating your time and listening to this episode. Remember, we also have a weekly newsletter, The Book Basement Bulletin. Sign up by going to the link in the show notes or by visiting thebookbasement.substack.com. Also in the show notes, a link to purchase the book I talked about in this video. Finally, be sure to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts as it helps immensely. Once again, thank you for stopping by and I hope to see you soon.